You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Matthew 6, we see that Jesus teaches his disciples to pray and he says, Let your kingdom come, let your will be done. As it is in heaven, let it be so here on earth. God wants heaven's atmosphere to manifest here on earth. God loves you. God has planned good things for you. There's no doubt about that. But what goes on in your heart is very important for God. Because God looks at your heart. If your heart could talk, what would we hear this morning? If your heart could talk, what would we hear this morning? Christianity is about the purity of our hearts. Matthew 5 says, those with a pure heart will see God. What are you meditating about? What you meditate upon, what you think upon, affects the direction of your life. What you think upon, what you meditate upon, will happen in time. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What do you believe in your heart about your situation, about yourself, about your future? It was Joshua and Caleb that went in with ten others that came back. Ten people said, we cannot go into the promised land. The giants are too big. But the Bible says Caleb had a different spirit, a different attitude. Said, God, we be able. We can go in. Have you trained your heart in the right way? Do you have a different spirit? When you face challenges, do you behave like the world? Do you respond like the world? Do you react like the world? Or is there something different about you? Jesus said, when they curse you, bless them. When they despitefully use you, pray for them. Don't move in the same spirit as the world. If we say we're a Christian, we should behave like a Christian. I mean, are you truly born again? Are you only convinced? Because most people live a life today being convinced and not being converted. They serve Jesus with their minds instead of surrendering their hearts. Biggest challenge that we face today is because people have not given Jesus Christ the rightful place in their hearts. We need to value our relationship with God and pursue it at all costs. We've taken so much of the world today and brought it into the church. We take leadership, we paint a fish over it and we call it Christian leadership. But it smells like the world. We take relationships, what people do in relationships in the world, paint a fish over it and say it's Christian relationships. 
The word of God is our standard. The word of God is the light in our lives. It's very important that you worship God with all your heart. Filled with faith. Otherwise it's not pleasing to God. Caleb, what makes him different? He had a different spirit and he served God fully with all his heart. Everything which is not of faith is sin. So even if I greet brother Mike here, good morning. And I do it with half a heart. I'm maybe greeting him and you seeing that I'm being polite. But I'm sinning. I'm talking to believers here this morning. When we talk about God, the invincible God of power and might that we worship in spirit and in truth. If we're not doing it with all our hearts in the spirit, with faith, you will hear yourself, but God will not hear you. But just because you are hearing yourself and others are hearing yourself, that which is not of faith, if it's from, of sin, will it not attract the devil's attention? Can you see how dangerous it is to want to use the name of Jesus and not do it with all your heart? It's very quiet here this morning because the light is shining inwardly now. We're talking about Christian character here this morning. If we say I'm a Christian, it's funny how the world knows how Christians should behave. But Christians sometimes don't know themselves how they should behave. I'm sure you've had somebody come to you and say, do you call yourself a Christian? What are they doing? They're talking about your Christian character. And God is more interested in your character than in your gifting. Because it's not your gift that will take you to heaven, but your character. The message of the kingdom of God is very challenging. And God says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added. But in the church right now, we're preaching and teaching all the add-ons. Come and serve Jesus and do this. And he's going to give you this and this and this. But we neglect the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you have truly entered into the kingdom of God, there'll be righteousness, there'll be peace, and there'll be joy in your heart at all time. Even if you're facing challenges from the outside, things pressing against you, you'll be able to keep your peace. You'll be able to keep your righteousness. Even if unrighteousness is being thrown at you, you'll be able to respond in righteousness. Because you are born again, you are linked up with God, you're in one spirit with Him, you are thinking things from above and not meditating upon things down here. If in my heart I am meditating upon things from above, the love of God, the peace of God, the righteousness of God, the grace of God, and he bumps against me, bump against me. What will come out is the peace of God, the righteousness of God, the love of God. Oh, sorry, my brother, did you slip? Can I help you? The nature of Christ. But 
If in my heart is anger and revenge and bitterness and unforgiveness, bump against me. You want to bump me? Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So the way that you behave, you are just revealing or confessing your weaknesses. That Christ is not occupying my heart. My heart is not saturated with righteousness, with peace, with joy. Listen, I know you have a flesh. I have one as well. That's why Paul says, I have to crucify this flesh so that the Spirit of God can live through me. That's why becoming a Christian is not something that happens in a day. It's a process. Some of you that used to get angry on the road and you say, God has delivered me. The day God delivers you, the next day, somebody will drive in front of you to put to the test. Do you believe that you've been sanctified? Or do you go back to your old way of thinking? Why do you think the Bible says, renew your mind. Change your way of thinking. Start thinking heavenly thoughts. Because that's where you are positioned right now. When you are seated in heaven, you behave differently than when you are seated in a Shabin. When you are seated in heaven, you behave differently than when you are seated with aggressive people. The Bible says you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. The problem is we don't include God in our conversations. We don't know where we are seated. But when you are born again, you will know where you are seated. And your behavior will start to change. Turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians 3. Let me see, who of you believe that you are born from above? You are born from above. So then we should think thoughts from above. The truth is, your spirit is your heart and your heart is your spirit. If you are seated in heavenly places, it's not your physical body, it's your spirit that is there. Because he that is joined to Christ is one spirit with him. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians 6.17 So if your spirit and your heart is the same thing and your spirit is seated in heavenly places you can say my heart is heaven. Turn to your neighbor and say my heart is heaven. So you should behave, act, speak as if you are positioned in heavenly places because that's what the Bible says where you are positioned. Colossians 3 verse 1. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Christ's resurrection from the dead is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with distractions of the natural realm. Says, I'm aware of distractions that surround you, but make sure you fill your mind with things from above. Get heaven's opinion about your situation. Your crucifixion with Christ severed the tie of this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God as you live within the anointed one. And every time Christ himself is seen for who he really is, 
who you really are will also be revealed for you're now one with him in his glory so consider your life in the natural realm as already dead and buried live as one who has died to every form of sexual sin and impurity live as one who died to diseases and desires for forbidden things including the desire for wealth which is the essence of idol worship when you live in these vices you ignite the anger of god against these acts of disobedience that's how you behave before you were joined to christ you were once were characterized by your evil deeds but now it's time to eliminate them from your life once and for all anger fits of rage all forms of hatred cursing filthy speech and lying now that you've embraced new creation life as the true reality true reality is who you are in christ jesus lay aside your old adam self with its masquerade and disguise for your new creation life is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you giving you the full revelation of god in this new creation life your nationality makes no difference or your ethnicity education or economic status they matter nothing for it is christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us as a christian you should know where you belong as a christian you should think the thoughts from above jesus said in john 17 they are not of the world you're not of this world you don't have this world's nature the way this nature the world deals with things its nature is not your nature you have the nature of christ we are called to do things differently to have a different spirit in a world when everybody responds to fear we can respond with faith because christ is on the inside of us we've allowed his word to dominate our hearts amen david in psalm 91 says in the time of trouble god will be with me that does not mean we will not face troubles they will be troubles but troubles do not own or hold or possess your heart your heart belongs to jesus even when you're facing sickness or pain in your body sickness and pain does not dominate does not hold your heart your heart belongs to jesus when there's confusion confusion is not your portion because confusion does not hold your heart jesus is the owner of your heart and he is never confused even in a difficult situation where there's confusion outwardly there'll be peace inwardly and the holy spirit will lead you and guide you the challenge that we are facing today we're allowing hell to dominate our hearts things from below but we want god to manifest things from above have you forgiven everybody that's offended you that has wronged you the bible says offense will come to everybody when that offense comes don't let the offense dominate your heart but let the word of god dominate your heart we want to worship god in spirit and in truth for you to be led by the holy spirit for him to talk to you and bring things to remembrance there must be something in your heart because your heart is the communication point 
God communicates with you in your heart. And so does the devil communicate with you there. Remember, Judas, the devil entered his heart. Ananias and Sapphira, the devil entered their hearts. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, when Moses said, let my people go. The Bible said he hardened his heart. Go read it. He hardened his heart. Pharaoh hardened his heart. Every time he hardened his heart. Until such a time when he had hardened his heart so many times. When the word of God was spoken to him. That God now said, I will give you over to a hardened heart. And God hardened his heart. That thing that you allow to dominate your heart. That you place above God. That should be in your heart. Be very careful. God might just give you over to that thing. To read Romans 1. The thing you worship, you place most worth upon, most value upon. God will give you over to that thing. Many churches today think they are worshipping Jesus. But their hearts, they've given over to money. The nature of money is hard. It's cold. But Jesus is full of grace, full of mercy. Matthew 5 verse 8 says, God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Happiness of seeing God is only promised to those with a pure heart. That's why you have to allow God's word to sanctify your heart. Family, as long as you keep an atmosphere of hell in your heart, you cannot manifest the atmosphere of heaven. You cannot fight fire with fire and expect water to flow. Those things that are not from above, let it go. Let it go. Christians that want to fight the whole time and argue the whole time, I'm going to show you from scripture, you have surrendered your will to the devil. You're a believer under the control of Satan. And if you've surrendered your will to the devil, how can things get better? Don't be a hothead. I think it's the message translation that refers to hotheads. It says don't hang out with hotheads or you yourself will become a hothead. Some of you, you grew up unfortunately in hothead families. So by the time you left home, you were a hothead yourself. Yes. Because it's our way of defending ourselves. Anger is rooted in pride. Anger is rooted in pride. Anger is often rooted in fear. Let me reject them and fight with them before they fight with me. Let me enforce my will upon them. And have my way be done instead of their way or God's way. But we want to pray, Lord, your will be done, not my will. Jesus, when he walked this earth and he came to Nicodemus, a man that studied the word of God for 30 years. He was a teacher of the Jews. He said to him, I don't know what's going on in your ministry. You've been ministering for three years. I've been ministering for 30 years. He says, you have signs, wonders, and miracles in your ministry. I don't have any of these things. Why? Jesus said to him, you must be born again. He says, how can I be born again? 
How can I go back into my mother's womb? He says, I'm talking about spiritual things. I'm telling you, if you're not born again, you'll not see the kingdom of God. You'll not be able to enter into. There's a new way. Not relying on your righteousness because you know the word of God and you know what is right. Because you know the law. Because you rely upon what Christ has done for you. He says, a matter of fact, let me tell you something, Nicodemus. This is a spiritual thing. When you are born again, you become heavenly minded. He says, while I am talking to you right now, I'm seated in heaven. You're looking at me like you don't believe me. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 3. Let me show you. There needs to be a reformation in your heart and in your life. You must be born again. John 3 verse 12. If I've told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. He's saying to him, I came from heaven. And I'm here with you now. But while I'm talking to you, I'm in heaven. If you know your heart is heaven, you'll behave differently. You'll let heaven's atmosphere lead you in everything that you do. Can you see how much we need God? We don't realize how much we need God. We need God to greet one another. That we can do it with our heart from heaven. With faith in it. Loving the person. Say, good morning. And that good morning heaven can hear it and say well done when we go sit on a chair we're aware of god's presence and when we go sit even on the chair say thank you jesus and it pleases heaven but because we don't know how much we need god we do a lot of things without being aware of heaven do any of you ladies put up your makeup in jesus name we need god but we don't know how much we need him that's why jesus in john 5 verse 14 said to the man Go and sin no more, lest a worse thing happens to you. He says, now that you've been healed, you're going to need God even more. Don't now change the atmosphere in your heart. In everything, let's make sure heaven is in our heart. In small little things, God is looking at us. It's small things and big things. How much love is there when you just make a cup of coffee for your wife? Or you're grumpy and complaining. Because even if you come and she says thank you. We know you were murmuring and complaining when you were doing it. Let people see the evidence of God's character in your life. We're never going to be perfect like Jesus. But let people say I can see this person at least is trying very hard to be like Jesus. David when he made a mistake, he dropped his king's cloak immediately. He didn't have an attitude and say, I'm the king. I will not say so. He dropped his king's cloak, fell on his knees, and he says, God, against you and you alone have I sinned. Let's be quick to repent. To make right with God. Listen what the Bible says, 2 Timothy 2 verse 22. Run as fast as you can from all the ambitions and lusts of youth. And chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit. And live in peace with all those who worship our Lord Jesus with pure hearts. If you see somebody, don't fight with somebody unnecessary. Stay away from all the foolish arguments of the immature. 
sometimes we want to fight about stupid things. Why did you greet this one first and not me first? Why are they dishing up first and not me dishing up first? Just wait, ladies. I know you're going to get your bonus. It's going to be all the December sales. Red hanger sale and whatever weekend sale and Black Friday sale and whatever. And then you want something there. Then you fight. I was your first. I'm claiming, framing this one for me. Don't fight about clothes. Don't let something that cannot even give you a hug or pray for you determine your nature and your character. Hmm? Let them have it. Say, enjoy it. God will bring a blessing in another way into your life. Amen? Don't fight about stupid things. I've seen people beat each other there <laughs> over clothes. Huh? Clothes changes your nature. Stay away from all the foolish arguments of the immature, for these disputes will only generate more conflict. For a true servant of the Lord Jesus will not be argumentative. The nature and the character of a true Christian is not to argue. Because righteousness, peace, and joy is your inheritance, is the things that are dominating your heart. But gentle towards all and skilled in helping others see the truth, having great patience towards the immature. Then with meekness you'll be able to carefully enlighten those who argue with you so they can see God's gracious gift of repentance and be brought to the truth. This will cause them to rediscover themselves and escape from the snare of Satan who caught them in his trap so they would carry out his purposes. When you are argumentative as a Christian, you become an agent of Satan. I mean, when you're offended and you want to go sort out the person because they've hurt you, it's not the nature and the character of Christ. Forgive as Christ has forgiven you and live in peace with people as far as it's possible. Sometimes you just have to stay away from some people because you know if you meet with them now, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be an argument. It's going to be ugly. And as soon as you engage in fighting with them, you also surrender your will to the devil. That's why the Bible says, if you want to come to help them, the New King James says, pray for them to come to their senses. But when approaching them, do it in humility and sincerity of heart, not wanting to fight, but to manifest the presence of God. This is the challenge. When we are born again and righteousness dominates our heart, we'll have the grace in every situation, even when people behave with unrighteousness towards us, to respond in righteousness. Then Christ's character has formed in our lives. That's why the Bible says, even when people despitefully use you or steal from you or do you in, it says, let them do it then. Don't take them to court and go fight. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But we say, God, have mercy on us and help us. Amen? In a situation like this, it, like that, you have to ask God, what is the right thing to do? Holy Spirit, lead me. 
But if the word of God is dominating your heart, when the word of God is dominating your heart, the Holy Spirit will be able to lead you and help you. Sometimes people want to do unrighteousness. And they don't want to listen to the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Spirit. Then the Roman law is the only way to bring righteousness into that situation. I'm not saying now drop all your court cases. You hear what I'm saying? I'm saying you have to hear what God is saying in that situation. Sometimes you taking the Roman law route is the only way to protect people. Amen? Don't now say the pastor says take people to court. No. I'm talking like somebody is trying to steal something from somebody. And they're not listening. They're going ahead. Then you have to put certain things in place. But the law is always there to bring you back into the spirit. You'll know if you have peace in your heart in that what you are doing. If you have peace in your heart, you have to see it through. Hmm? There are some people I'm praying for them in their court cases. That righteousness would manifest. Amen? Every man has got his own way before God. Be real. Be real. Pretense is the one thing that holds people down. Just be real. Amen? Just be real. You'll immediately know. If you listen to your conscience, God immediately will say to you, is it the right thing or not the right thing? I'm telling you now. God will immediately show you, is it the right thing or not? Let me just give you one testimony. In all my life, in valuations that I've done, I've never had to write any letter for somebody to get a payment. Except one guy. That was really just a dubious person. And in that case, the Lord said to me, write a letter to this person. Because otherwise, change will never come. I've just done it once. But all the other times, God has said, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. But in this one matter, the Lord, yes. Yes. That's why you need the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. The word of God will challenge you because we live in a complex world. Sometimes when you read the word of God, it will challenge you. Because you know the direction that you are going. The word of God is challenging you to go in another direction. And it's there that you need the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit and God's word will never contradict each other. Amen. Can you see how much we need God? The Bible says in the last days, brothers will take brothers to court. That ought not to be. Listen to me. A brother with a brother, they ought to come to the church leadership. And they should be able to resolve it. Because we have God, the great judge, that can lead us by the Holy Spirit. We don't need the world system. That's why we thank God for godly judges in the marketplace that can show Christ's character in situations. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's hope. Family, listen to me. God has not created anybody on this planet that cannot change. 
every person can change. If they allow the word of God to start to dominate their hearts, things will start to change in their lives. Where challenges come is we face a challenge. Let's say, let's say this is a challenge that I'm facing. The red spectacle holder is my challenge. We come and we submit this to God. Say, God, and you pray your prayer and you submit it to God to deal with it. And then after we've done that, we don't trust God that he would deal with it. We start making our own plans. We say, oh, no, no, wait. I've heard of this guy who's a spectacle red holder basher that can just solve this for me quickly. Maybe I should just go to him. And then here's where the confusion comes. If you want God's leading or the leading of the Holy Spirit to help you with this situation, you need the word of God in your heart. If there's no word in your heart, the Holy Spirit cannot bring anything to remembrance. Listen to me. If there's not the word of God in your heart, dominating your heart, the Holy Spirit cannot bring anything to remembrance. But now we're still looking for an answer. Now anything somebody says to us, we number one cannot view it in the light of God's word and we can get deceived very easily. Now we start running after men to give us a word what we should do instead of hearing from God what we should do. And you find yourself in trouble. Going into the wrong business deal, doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, because you're listening to all these other words. It's very quiet. Anybody made that mistake? Yes. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Have mercy on my soul. And people are so desperate now for a word that they are even prepared to pay for it. And if they cannot get it from a pastor or a prophet, they'll go find somebody else who is spiritual even if they are not born again. Let me see your hand. It's very quiet. We're talking about the character of a Christian. If you're a Christian, it's God's way. We put our trust in God and we know God will see us through. If we're in a difficult situation, we know God will make the way out. He'll tell you what to do. You'll hear him say, go to this person. If I come to this person, I say, Mike, can you please help me? And he says, no, I cannot help you. Maggie, can you help me? I hear from God. Who, Mag, no, I cannot help you. Okay, wait, God. Am I now running after man? Who is it? What should I do? Wait a day. Wait two days. No, no, no. I want you to go here. Richard, can you help me? This is... Because everything that God has made is linked to each other. But God will show you what is the way. If there's a challenge at work, God will show you. I'm not getting the promotion. I'm not getting the promotion. What's going on? Just keep quiet. What should I do, God? Keep quiet. 
What should I do? Stop back chatting your boss. What should I do, God? Stop being so arrogant and always wanting to tell your boss what to do and let him tell you what to do. Hello? Because we've been trained in the wrong way. But if you apply the principles of God to work hard, to be a servant, through that faithfulness, you'll see God will promote you and take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. But we want to do too many things with a character which is not Christ's, but the character of the world. Dominate people into a situation. Manipulate people into a situation. It's not the nature and the character of a Christian. Just say amen that I can feel you are here. Because you are so quiet. You're thinking, what have I done? Why did I come to this service? It's here to bring light and life into your life. Amen? All of us have things which is not of God that we have to work out of our system. I'm telling you now. I had something now that I took counsel on with probably 10 people. And they all said, yes, yes, yes. And I thought, okay, it sounds good. And when I made the decision, peace left me. And God said, no, I don't want you to go this way. And I said, okay, God, forgive me. Help me to go in the right direction. Sometimes only when you make the decision, peace will come or peace will go. Listen to your conscience. Listen to your conscience. Amen? Let me close. Turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua 1 verse 8. Family, to overcome in your situation, your spirit must dominate your senses. What's going on in your heart, your spirit must dominate your senses. What do I mean by that? What you're looking at, what you are hearing, what you are feeling. Your heart, what you believe in your heart, must dominate all those things. So even if you have a pain in your finger, you say, I know God is my healer. Even if the enemy wants to push you into the fiery furnace, you can still say, I know my God is my deliverer. Your spirit must dominate that. It's only then when heaven can manifest you on earth. That's why Jesus said, I know what's going on here on earth. I know about the darkness. I know about the corruption. That's why when you pray, ask that which is in heaven to manifest here on earth. But for us to be those agents, we must make sure that heaven is in our heart. Joshua 1 verse 8. And this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do. Observe to do. Not memorize to quote. Because some of us like to quote scriptures to people. But we ourselves don't do the word of God. It says observe to do according to all that is written in the book. So you want to tell people to forgive others. But you yourself don't forgive people. It says observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Why does he tell him to be very courageous? Why does he tell him to be very strong? Because sometimes you're going to face things that are contrary to what you believe. You're going to face things that are contrary to what you think you should behave. 
And he says, when you face that, align yourself with the word of God. You go in, you want to fight. Jesus says, forgive and move on. We are faced with things daily that is contrary to our conscience. But we cannot start to judge. You can never improve a situation by criticizing it. But we need the leading of the Holy Spirit more and more. That's why he says to Joshua, I'm taking you into the promised land. Be strong and very courageous. Because you're going to be facing some challenges. And if you don't do it the right way, you are planting the wrong seeds and there will be a wrong harvest that will manifest later in your life. Do it right. Observe to do. Do what I tell you to do. And your ways will become successful. Doesn't mean your challenges will disappear. But it means as you do it the right way, you'll become successful. And you'll be able to finish strong. Allowing the righteousness of God to manifest in your life is what it's about. The day we close our eyes, will righteousness dominate our heart? Or will unrighteousness be in our hearts? All sin is unrighteousness. That's why we have to rely upon Christ, His grace, His work, knowing that our sin, He has received it. And we receive His righteousness. And we have to protect that with everything in our hearts. That's what Christianity is all about. When we are angry with our spouse, the Bible says, your prayers will be hindered. Why? Why? Because it's unrighteousness that's in your heart now. And it's the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that avails much. Not your righteousness being doing everything right, but holding your position in Christ Jesus, observing to do what the Word of God says, making sure that we're in right standing with God. I know I'm helping some of you here. Keeping that position in Christ Jesus is what attracts God's attention. What does the Bible say? His ears are attentive to the righteous. His eyes are upon the righteous. Who is the highly favored one? It's Jesus Christ. Who is the beauty of heaven? It's Jesus Christ. Who is the one who has never made a mistake, who's never sinned? It's Jesus Christ. So as we keep our position in Christ Jesus, God's eyes are always upon Jesus. He always hears the prayers of Jesus. So as you have positioned yourself in Christ Jesus, in his righteousness, guess what? God sees you exactly the way he sees Jesus. That's good news. Now it's not about you, but what Christ has done. Now when you pray, even when you've made a mistake, even when you have sinned, you're not looking at that sin. Because you knew Christ has absorbed that. But you look to the cross where the price was paid for your sin. And you say, thank you, Jesus. By your stripes I'm healed. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of my faith. Because if you look at the things around you, the people around you, your faith is going to be crippled. But as long as your eyes are upon Jesus, tell you what to do. What to say. You can go in and be very courageous. You can be strong in whatever situation you face because you know God will see you through. His presence has gone before you. 
you have confidence now, even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, I'm not going to fear any evil. Heaven is in my heart. God is with me. This is just a shadow. It cannot come close to me. I'm going where God wants me to go. And you protect heaven in your heart. Whatever challenge you are facing, keep your peace. Keep your peace. You need the word of God in your heart for the Holy Spirit to bring anything to remembrance. It's the word of God that has refining power, deliverance power, salvation power. So read your Bible. Read your Bible. When you read your Bible, you are spending time with God. When you're reading your Bible, you're meditating and thinking upon the things of heaven. Very simple challenge. If you read three chapters a day, and on Sundays you read five, within a year, you'll read through your whole Bible. Is three chapters too much to ask? When you start reading those three chapters, you'll find there'll be a desire that I want to read more. Because you'll want to hear more about heaven. But if you're just starting out, just start by reading three chapters a day. And allow that word to start to wash your heart and to cleanse your heart. And you'll see how your life will change. The word of God, when you allow it to become an integral part of you, you allow it to come into your heart, there'll be a reformation not only of your heart, but of your life. And when that word of God comes into your heart, by its very nature, it will change you. And you'll start to act with God, you'll start to walk with God. And you'll realize that the word of God is about salvation. It's about holiness, about sanctification. Christ that came to this earth to make you holy, to justify you, so that you can be seated in heavenly places with God. So that you can say with all confidence, my heart is heaven. I have peace. I have joy. I have the righteousness of God dominating my heart. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.